What's up you guys, welcome back to my channel. It's time to recap the Teen Moms special called Being Javi, okay? The episode kicks off with Javi revealing that he now lives in, you know, the home that he and Kale used to share while they were married. Um, the first one that they bought together, I believe, and that his sister moved in with him as well. And I guess she acts as some sort of live-in nanny in exchange for rent. And next up, we see him head over to his CrossFit thingy and then head out to lunch with his friend Alejandra. And they talk about how Kale said he'd never make it to the finals in CrossFit or whatever. And then Alejandra then uh, switches the topic over to his relationships and dating and how, you know, his sort of boundaryless relationship with Kale affects a lot of his relationships and it's kind of the cause for them falling apart. And Hobby then asks like this really weird question. I wasn't paying attention all that much to be honest, but he asked like this weird question about like, so if you were my girl and I just, you know, uh, called up Kale and asked her like something about her day. Would you be upset? And she was like, duh. And so she warns him like, dude, like you need to set some sort of boundaries in regards to your relationship and stop conflating co-parenting with like kind of dating and flirting and stuff like that. And then your other relationships might stand a chance at working out. She actually calls him out for being like too available, boundaryless. And she also says that he needs to stop like randomly talking to Kale, calling her, texting her to ask about her whore activities instead of just focusing focusing on the fact that he's got a child to raise with her. Next up, he and his friends go out and he revels in how many people recognize him from the show. And I couldn't ch help but chuckle to myself because, you know, as funny as it is, I do love seeing people's reaction to, you know, meeting them caught on film. And then the next morning, I guess they go out to get like a hangover brunch or something like that with some family. It's his friend, his sister and his cousin all out together to eat. And then again, they talk about his problems with the relationships and how it's so hard to date when you're so so famous and um, I think that that's not really his problem you know what I mean like I didn't appreciate how he acted like oh anyone who knows me from the show is like disingenuous and like not genuinely here for me they're only you know trying to get on TV and like get some money or this that or the other and it's kind of like well a lot of people said that about you when you first came around so like slow your roll and then second of all I think his main problem is like his cousin says he's just addicted to love and um, he, to the point where he doesn't even like pay attention to the person that he's with because he's just living in his own little fantasy world where everybody is good, everybody loves him unconditionally so long as you give, um, the person that you're giving to is going to appreciate and reciprocate, reciprocate and that is unfortunately just not the way that the world works and it's kind of unfair and simple to just blame everything on you being quote unquote famous. And like it happened on Teen Mom 2 as well, his sister reiterated her thoughts, which were that Javi was head over heels in love with Kale and her son Lincoln and that, um, and then the cousin actually chimed in and agreed with the sister. And they both said that they never felt like Kale ever genuinely loved him in return. And then they talk about how he and Kale once had an empire together. And I was like, what empire are these like delusional ass people talking about? Because I don't recall them ever really doing much of anything outside of being on the show. I mean, like, Kale's got her little sensey thing and her little Etsy stuff, but like, what empire? It's soccer time for the boys and Kale comes by and is as snappy as always. I literally have no clue how anybody tolerates this nasty woman. Like, in my opinion, there is not a single redeeming quality to her, except probably like the fame and the money if you're in that, into that sort of thing that comes with her. But even then, is it really worth tying yourself to that for the rest of your life? 
I personally don't think so. Javi's sister tells her that the baby Lux looks like cranky or whatever, and she's like, oh, he looks just like his dad. He, his dad has a very miserable face, and it was kind of like, pop, meat kettle, because you have one of like the sourest resting bitch faces I have ever seen in my life. And the funny thing about Kale is that not only does she have a resting bitch like sourpuss face, she also is like a resting bitch slash sourpuss. Literally, after the game, they're back to her truck, and Javi's helping her like load things or whatever, and like, she asked him about Lincoln's backpack and he said he didn't really know and he asked his sister about it and she's like lose your attitude what attitude and then Javi asked like you know where was it blah 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 and she's like why is your sister doing that for you oh you're definitely not talking to me because when we were married I never held anything for you blah 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 and it was just so weird how she kept constantly digging and acting like really bitchy and like even Javi's sister rolled her eyes at how annoying and weird petty Betty is. Javi is really serving variety here because next up he is over at the barber shop and he brings up his dating life yet again and claims nothing that he ha hasn't been involved in anything too serious which which is quite hilarious considering the fact that we know from reading like the blogs and stuff like that that Javi has been in quite a few relationships since his divorce and that he always claimed that each one of them was like serious or like was some kind of soulmate in some kind of weird way remember like he would always like get into a relationship and like literally the same day as soon as the chick says yes he's, he's like you said yes all right he speed dials Raider online with the tea about his new relationship so it's really weird that he would claim that none of them were serious yet here he was just a couple of months ago giving like the exclusive gossip on his relationships. And then it kind of brings us back to his whole thing about like why it's hard to date because everyone wants attention. It's kind of like, well, are the women the one who want the attention or is it you? Considering the fact that we know about all of your relationships because you would consistently go to the tabloids and I'm assuming make money off of them. So, you know, it's kind of a two way street in, in terms of exploitation, if you ask me. And then again, he of course brings up how easy it is to pull women because he's on TV and then his friends ask him what Kale whether or not Kale named her child finally and then he's like yeah and then he tells them that the baby's name is Lux and they're all like Lux what and then they find out it's Lux Russell and that Lux is his first name and they have a laugh fast about it next up we have another change of scenery because um, Javi is at the tattoo shop getting a cover-up and guys I feel like his uh, previous tattoo must have been really atrocious if he's gonna be covering it up with like a freaking collage of some children's cartoon and he just makes this really um, ill-timed comment to say the least uh while he's in a very unfortunate position okay like a little bit awkward but that's just me being shady old me and so while he's getting this thing done he reveals that kale recently went through his phone while their kids were at a soccer game and she changed her own name in his contacts to like a nasty name that one of his friends had called her mid-conversation and it's just so funny how kale of course as usual does not adhere to her very own rules you know while they're married a big point of contention within that marriage was that Javi wanted access to her phones and stuff like that to know about like her thoughting activities and she refused and all that she's like oh that's like so like this that's that you're so insecure but here they are broken up divorced whatever and she's going through his phone and then he mentions once again how hard it is to date as a super famous mega TV star. Like this could have been a drinking game, you guys. How many times can Javi humble brag about like how hard it is to go through all of the women he's managing to pull due to his like fame and status? Now back home, Javi says that he applied to be a cop um, as his backup plan in case like things didn't go, you know, as planned with the military in case they wanted him to go to a different city because he's not willing to relocate out of Delaware. And um, he was unfortunate 
unfortunately rejected because uh, before he could even like move to the interviewing process or anything like that because of the false PFA that Kale had filed. Remember, Kale, last season of Teen Mom 2, claimed to be fearing for her life over Javi, so she got like this PFA only to drop it a little while later in exchange for being able to, if I'm remembering correctly, in exchange for being able to bring Lincoln on vacation with her. Like how disgusting that she played with both his military life and his potential um, police life as well. Like now he lost out on this job specifically because this like petty Betty, like evil, evil woman falsely filed a PFA against him. Honestly, I'm having a little bit of a difficult time trying to figure out which is more pathetic. Kale's lying about something that serious or him still groveling over her despite all of this. Like this is just one little blip in the huge, huge, huge mess that is Kale and yet here he still is seemingly like in love with this woman with zero redeeming qualities. And speaking of the devil herself, Kale comes over and drops Lincoln off without knocking and tells Javi not to feed Lincoln this donut or whatever he was trying to offer him. And Javi tells her, first of all, listen, chick, it's my house, so I'm gonna feed him what I wanna feed him. And he also tells her that she better start putting some respect on his name and knocking on the door before she enters the house. And then she, you know, snaps back. She's like, listen, you always walk straight through my house without knocking. And second of all, you always go through my pantry. And so this is one of those moments where I first watched it, I was like, oh, Kale, you bum bitch, why are you so rude? But then when you think about it, she's right about that. We've seen it on Team Mom 2 that Javi, like, you know, storms on in there, looks through her um, cabinet, her fridge, makes like these comments, blah, blah, blah. So she's right. And then on top of that, I think she was being playful, but because she's got like this really sour, nasty, like unlikable disposition, it doesn't come across the same way it would that someone, you know, more bubbly, cheery, and likable would if they said the same thing. So I'm like, all right, girl. I see you here. And last but not least, it turns out that Javi and his friends didn't make the finals just like Kale said they wouldn't. And they almost immediately start training for another competition, even though Javi originally said that he would not do something like that. Um, Alejandra got through to him though. So that's about it for being Javi. Honestly, I like Poppy a lot and you guys know that, but this special was really like, it fell flat for me. I felt like there, like he seemed really shallow and like overly self-involved. And he also seemed like yet again, like Kale's kind of bitch a little bit. And I, I was disappointed considering I was really hoping that this was something that would um, show us a different side of him, but we didn't really see that much. Like he talks about, you know, how he has no boundaries with Kale. We already knew that. And then he just kept humble bragging about how he's got so many women throwing him, themselves at him over his fame. And I was like, I don't even know that that's true, first of all. And second of all, you do use these women yourself in order to run to the tabloids and make money off of like your relationships that only last a couple of weeks. So like, it's kind of like pop calling the kettle black on that one. And I don't know, I wasn't loving it that much, especially because I watched this and then I went and watched Being Gary right after and I was like, damn, Gary's life is D-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-